Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. In this episode, we are going to go over the Astros-White Sox series, which started out amazing, awesome, and then ended pretty badly. The Astros dominated by the Chicago White Sox pitching staff on the weekend. Not pretty, but before we get started, let's talk about our sponsor, Ram Shirts. They are the company that brought you Crush City Tees. Ram Shirts offers custom printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct-to-garment printing for small runs and screen printing for larger runs. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Ram Shirts. Visit RamShirts.com for all your custom apparel needs. So before we get started talking about the Astros and White Sox series, Let's dive into some news. As you know, Carlos Correa returned from the injured list to face the White Sox. Uh, He was on the injured list for health and safety protocol. No one really said exactly what it was, but it could have been uh, COVID-related. Who knows? That would be my opinion. But Dusty Baker said, sometimes you don't realize what you have until it's gone. He's a heck of a player, and sometimes you take it for granted until they are gone. So I know that I haven't always been on the Carlos Correa train as far as signing the guy to a long-term deal because of his history of being injured. But there is no doubt in my mind that he's one of the best players in Major League Baseball when he is healthy and when he's not in there and when Bregman's not in there you can really see the difference in the Astros infield and you can also see the difference in the leadership of the Astros he's taken the leadership role and I don't know how they're going to do this if they do sign him Off the top of my head, I can't think of all the contracts, but I know they can afford it. I know they can do some things, but in my opinion, I think, you know, the window is closed. Everybody's talking about, you know, we need to sign Carlos Correa, but I think we had a chance to sign him in the offseason. They made him a, or an embarrassing offer. They really lowballed him, and I think I think if that was truly an offer, if they really did actually make that offer, that's a slap in the face. 
And maybe, I mean, he's going to go to free agency. He's going to see what, what other teams will offer him. And I guarantee you, I've said this before, they're going to offer him more than the Astros will. The Astros have the money to pay him, but will they? I highly doubt it. But should they? Yes. Carlos Correa, one of the best players in the league, and he's also the leader of your team. How can you let him go? Trade some people, get rid of some money, do something, but you need to keep Carlos Correa. So on Sunday, I actually talked about this. I called it a Bigfoot sighting. Austin Pruitt, the pitcher that we signed last year, who has never even made an appearance, and I couldn't even think of his name one day. He's, he's on the roster, and he actually pitched on Saturday. He said, it's been a long and crazy road. I feel kind of bad the entire time I've been an Astro that I've been on the shelf. You have been on the shelf. And it has been a long, crazy road. It's kind of like, okay, we signed this guy. It's kind of like Pedro Baez. But this guy's 2020. We signed him so long ago. And it was funny when he came out on the mound Saturday. That, that, that was my thought. It's like, that's what he looks like? I, 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 didn't, I was picturing what he looked like. And that, that wasn't it. I don't know what you pictured he looked like. I don't know if you saw him in spring training. I, I don't know if any of you guys know who he is, but I didn't. And I had a picture in my mind of what he looked like, and I was way off. There's a story in on MLB.com, who will buy and sell at the deadline. And you know by listening to this podcast forever that I'll tell you what they say about the Astros. So as far as the Astros are concerned, they will be buyers at the trade deadline. And according to Brian McTaggart, this is his quote, a proven reliever would set Houston up nicely for what figures to be another long postseason run. Now, I'll get to this later about how, how many people are coming back in the bullpen I know we need one, and all we need is one, but there's some people coming back. But one thing that is being talked about quite a bit now is that the Astros are in trade talks for Max Scherzer, which would be sort of like a Justin Verlander type deal, getting an old veteran. But one thing that I believe I heard was that he wants... Whoever he goes to, he either wants an extension or he has another year left or whatever. But you're looking at another $30 million person. So if they're really in trade talks with Max Scherzer, why would you do that? I know he's good and I know there's people that would disagree with me. Go get Max Scherzer. That's what we need to win the World Series. But our pitching staff is good. I think our pitching staff is good enough. And if, you were, if you're going to sign Max Scherzer and extend his contract or whatever it is he wants, 
He's an expensive man. Why not use that money on Carlos Correa? We have Lance McCullers Jr., Framber Valdez, Luis Garcia. We have people coming up. You, you, I don't. I mean, if they make some kind of trade, and we get them for half a season, that's fine. I don't know who they're going to give up, but I'll tell you this: Pedro Leon was just moved up to Sugarland. I think it was yesterday. They're moving him up fast, so maybe they think he's going to be ready for the big leagues this year. So look for him to get called up in September and possibly make the roster. But this comes... They were even talking about a center fielder or something, uh, Marcelo Zuna, some kind of outfielder. And this is happening at the same time that everyone is praising Miles Straw. So why are we trying to go out? Why are I mean I I don't know where people get this information, but it has to be coming from the Astros somewhere. Either that or it's somebody just guessing. Okay, this guy's available and who will need him? But why are we talking about a center fielder when right now Miles Straw is getting all the praise for how good he's doing? That doesn't make sense. But anyway, if you're gonna if you're gonna go out and get Max Scherzer. You're you're using money you could use for Carlos Correa. But like I said, I think that ship has sailed. So if if you need to get used to life without Carlos Correa, it's gonna be time. Pedro Leon moving up to triple A, been playing shortstop. Is that the future? Is that the future for the Astros? I don't know. So Alex Bregman, speaking of the infield, he was injured on June 16th, and his return is expected to be in late July. So Alex Bregman should be back soon. Oledmus Diaz, who if you are not a Robel Garcia fan, he's been sorely missed. He's playing in the Florida Coast League. He went two for five with two doubles. And he's expected to be back at the end of the month as well. Josh James, who was on the IL, he's expected to be back. And this is what I was talking about as far as the bullpen. Josh James expected to be back. Pedro Baez is on a rehab assignment with the Woodpeckers. His return is to be determined. But at least he's pitching. If he's pitching now... And a ball, I would assume he is going to be ready by the end of the year. So there's two guys. There's two guys we're going to get back. Oledmus Diaz, that's another guy you can say you don't know what you have till it's gone. So we got some guys coming back. Let's say we get Pedro Baez, and he's the Pedro Baez that he normally is. We get Josh James back, and they and they sign another guy. Ryan Stanek's pretty good, but what if they sign a shutdown guy? Kimbrell's been talked about. I mean, you don't take Ryan Presley out of the closer role. Could Kimbrell set him up in the eighth? What would they do if they sign another closer? So let's talk about this. You know, the Astros are always ridiculed 
on social media and everything for being horrible fans for what they say and for what they do, uh, for supporting a team that cheats and all that. Uh, you see so much stuff. Astro fans are the worst. They're the worst. And and then you look at videos. You see different things of Yankee fans pouring beer on people. Uh, hitting. They hit some guy uh, who was... Uh, in the in the bathroom, they threw a beer on him or hit him with a beer. I mean, let's just look at what they did. This was big news this weekend, and then it, I I didn't even look it up to try to explain this because it doesn't make sense. But a New York Yankee fan hit the Boston Red Sox center fielder with a ball, and I was thinking it was a home run ball. And so they were saying, how did a Yankee fan, why would a Yankee fan throw a home run ball back if his team is batting? I don't really know how that happened. But the truth is, he threw a ball at the center fielder, and the guy was upset. Cora took his players off the field, and this guy has been banned for life for Major League Baseball. And of course... That starts your Dan Clark and Asterix tour and all these idiots talking about this guy gets banned for life and the Astros players did not get in trouble at all. And it's just irritating. But anyway, so this the, the Yankee fan throws a ball at somebody. I, I believe he hit him. He hit the center fielder with a ball. And the next night, when the Red Sox were pitching, there was a Yankee fan in the outfield above the batter's eye with a laser pointer. I don't know if he was trying to... I don't know what he was trying to do, but that was in the news yesterday. So you had a guy throw a ball at a player. You had another guy with a laser pointer. And both Yankee fans. And these are the same fans... They get online and say that the Astro fans are trash. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You don't hear Astro fans being in the news for doing stuff like that. So let's get to these games. Friday, it was an amazing game for Lance McCullers Jr. Uh, player of the week, definitely. Player of the pitcher of the series. Uh, seven innings, two hits, one run, ten strikeouts, a Brayu and Scrub. They combined for two innings. They only allowed one hit, no runs, and two strikeouts. In the top of the third, the Astros were down 1-0 when Yuli Gurriel had a two-run double. The Astros take a 2-1 lead. Top of the fifth, Michael Brantley with a solo home run. Astros go up 3-1. The top of the seventh, Kyle Tucker with an RBI single. He brought in Brantley. Astros are up 4-1. Later in the inning, Miles Straw with a bases-clearing double brought in three runs. Astros go up 7-1, to one, and that is your final score. Michael Brantley, 2-for-4 with a home run. Yuli Gurriel went 3-for-4 with two RBIs. Kyle Tucker, 3-for-5. Miles Straw with that. Uh, he went 1-for-3 with a double with those three RBIs. Great game. Great start for the Astros. 
We go to Saturday. It was Jake Odorizzi. Uh, he only lasted three and a third. He gave up six hits and four. Check out this pitching stats. Check out the stat line for the Astros pitchers in Saturday's game. Odorizzi, three and a third, six hits, four runs, two homers. Belak, an inning and two thirds, one hit, two runs, gave up a homer. Joe Smith, one inning, three hits, three runs, home run. Austin Pruitt made his debut. Two innings, two hits, one run. That was a solo home run. So he actually did okay. If it wasn't for that solo home run, you know, he would have had a shot. It, 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 I, I, he was okay. I think he looked pretty good. And I'm looking forward to him pitching more so I can get more of an opinion about him. But it was nice seeing him out there. And like I said, I had no idea what the guy looked like. So the Astros scored one run on three hits. The White Sox, 10 runs on 12 hits. Altuve and Brantley both had one hit each. And if it wasn't for Abraham Toro and his solo home run, the Astros would have got shut out. A 10-1 butt-whipping. And Sunday didn't get any better. Framber Valdez started. Six and a third inning, seven hits, four runs, two hits, four walks. He hit two guys. Not a good outing, Framber Valdez. Stanek and Taylor, they came in in relief, no runs. The Astros had one hit. The Astros had one hit. They were one hit away from getting no hit. That's how bad it was. That's how dominant the pitchers were for the White Sox. I mean, some people don't realize, you know, they want the Astros. I want them to win every game. Some people don't realize that the White Sox are a first-place team, and the White Sox have some really good pitchers. The White Sox have some has some really good offense. I know the last time we played them, we swept them, but they're really good. So am I upset that we got beat? Not really. Not really. I mean, I I'm a, I want to win every game, but that's impossible. But the Astros had one hit, no runs, and guess who got the hit? Abraham Toro. In the two butt weapons we took this weekend, Abraham Toro saved us from a no-hitter, and he also saved us from getting shut out. So I don't really do these awards, but... He's the he's the player of the series. Offensive player of the series, Abraham Toro. I don't care what anyone did on Friday. Lance McCullers with the best outing this weekend, this series as a pitcher, and Abraham Toro, the savior of embarrassment. So here's a good thing. We lost the two games in a row, but Oakland lost... Two games in a row as well. So the Astros are still three and a half games ahead of Oakland at 56 and 38. They are 5 and 5 in their last 10. Next up, the Astros are at Minute Maid Park. They're back home tonight to face the Cleveland Indians tonight. We got Zach Grinke against Mahija. I know I butchered that name. Miha, Mahia, 
Hey, there it is. Mejia. That sounds good. So Grinky's 8-3, 3.59 ERA. Cleveland's guy is 1-4 with a 7.42 ERA. Tuesday, Luis Garcia, 6-5, 3.06 ERA. McKenzie, 1-3, 5.47. Wednesday, Lance McCullers Jr., 280 ERA, 7-2 versus Morgan, 1-3. 786. All three games are at 710. So look at this. We've got Grinky, Garcia, Lance McCullers Jr. going against three guys with a total of three wins. Two of them have a seven ERA. One of them is almost eight, and the other guy is close to six. If the Astros can shake off what happened, they should win. All three games. So when I return on Wednesday night or Thursday morning, because I am on vacation, that's why I'm able to do a podcast this morning, the Astros should sweep them. The next episode, there should be an Astros sweep. I'm not predicting it. I'm just saying that is what should happen. The Astros are off Thursday, Lone Star Series, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate you guys, uh, all the loyal listeners, all these years, 2018. Thanks again to our sponsor, Ram Shirts. We'll see you next time here on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.